0: Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Cubs come to town. And thanks to producer Blooper, we've got Mike Janella in studio hosting the show. I we're still on the air. I'm not sure of that. If <laughs> anyone's yeah, <Someone's> watching, <laughs> let us <it> know. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just talking to each other, yeah. which
1: is still fun. That's I like fun. hanging out with you guys. That's fine. It's a good time, yeah.
0: Alongside Mike is our very own former Cubby, Bob Scanlon, who had some very
2: interesting
0: times during his playing days.
2: So I actually <laughs> threw a ball away one time. that ended up costing us a play game and after the game, somebody pulled a gun on me afterwards. Are you said, serious? Can you Is not right? throw the blankety blank ball? Yes, I had a gun actually pulled on me and I thought, I am going to die right now because I could not throw the ball to first base.
0: And rounding up the crew, it's Chris Ello, who's pleased to have some people to talk Padres with today. I've
3: been most of the day just talking to myself, so it's a treat having...
0: Someone's actually
1: bouncing yeah, back soon. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Chris Ello.
1: Happy Monday and welcome to Padre Social Hour. Bob,
3: this is a safe place. so you can Not really. Go. I had a bet on the Cubs that game. I. Should have brought my gun.
1: Oh, really? I yeah, didn't, didn't
2: realize that. I've that always got to watch you. I got to watch my back, no matter what. You know how it is. <laughs> Chris. No, we it's got your back yeah?
1: here. We're your beef. We got <laughs> you. We're watching the Cubs now take batting practice. Here as the fans trickle into Petco Park. We're here in the AMR studio. It's kind of the, the Scanlon
2: Cup. Obviously, you're, you're Padres now, but you, you broke in the bigs with the Cubs. They're in town. I did. Well, I spent a time with a lot of different organizations, yeah. so there's a lot of different teams that I tried to ruin. You know, the Cubs were <laughs> one of them. I kept them out of the World Series for 103 years. You but a I think the spell that, that I've put on them is about to end. I mean, they, they've got a legitimately solid I ball not g- I don't agree with that.
3: You know, you, I, we got here today. First of all, I took a nap this afternoon, and I thought I woke up in Chicago. There's a lot there's of, Cubs so of fans around Cubs here. Cubs fans yeah. 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 Very nice the Thor peop- walking around. Very nice of the people at Wrigley to build a set for us <laughs> at Wrigley Field that's <laughs> yeah. identical to the one we have back in San Diego. Yep. It makes me feel at home. But yeah, right. But every time I see a Cub fan, still, I just, in my heart, I feel for them all because I know that heartbreak is still just around the corner.
1: <laughs>
2: Best they, be- the Bates, they all in the base. They all All these all-stars, and Chris thinks it's still going to be. They all
3: believe this is the year. Another year. No, 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 I'm
2: not saying that it has to be. You're not telling me that there's a three-year window for this ball club to win a championship? Of course there is. All it right. just I, doesn't mean I, they're going to crawl through it. No, I I and there's no guarantees, right? There's no guarantees in baseball for sure. You they got, you can't, they got but swept
3: but by the Mets last year. I mean, and
2: I I mean the Mets are different all right, team, different team. Different day, different. They a different year. experience. They didn't have NAP, the same starting pitching that they have now. This is a better team than it was last year. A years ago they got swept by the
3: Diamondbacks. They got swept by, by the Dodgers. Different team. It's different everything, but it's the Cubs still on a uniform.
2: That is true.
3: That has (laughs) not changed. (laughs) That's the one thing that's not
2: different. Uh,
1: They are here for three. It's going to be a jam-packed house all three nights. Uh, We saw a lot of Cubs fans walking around town today, seen a lot already piling in, a lot of folks here in the team store as well. It will be an electric atmosphere. And don't forget, when these two teams met, speaking of different teams, the Padres were very different when they played back in May in Wrigley, but San Diego took two out of three, including a doubleheader sweep, (laughs) so you never know what you're going to get including these next three Rockies
3: beat the Cubs two out of three, both. Series this year, yeah. Yep. First the fr- series that they lost
2: in the second half, coming. So maybe we're catching them yeah, at the that's right time. right. They just lost.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, they've been, they've been very hot, and it's going to be Seven a very fun uh, three days. It's going to be a very fun show. We've got a lot planned for you. It'll be jam packed. Nick Canapa, I see him. He's already here. I know. <laughs> Nick's ready to go here on He's Monday to, to give out his weekly grades. He's getting
3: ready to give out his F pluses. Yes, <laughs> he loves those. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a trademark of Nick. Yes. to give out the F pluses. Um, Peter Seiler, managing partner for the Padres, is planning on stopping by a little bit. We ha- in a little bit. We haven't talked to him. Since before the All-Star game, so a lot to catch up on.
3: We should all thank him for not trading us somewhere.
1: Yeah, thankfully, H- we're here. everybody else. Hey, Unfortunately, hey, it's bloopers it's not, here. Not, the deadline's not over, right? The
2: uh, trading deadline's over, but you can still be put on the think, roster. So we're not we, safe, I don't buddy. think you
3: could pass through waivers. Oh, we're safe.
2: You're good. You're don't fine.
1: worry. I probably could. I think you <laughs> could, Chris. But yeah, Bob is could, most likely yeah. safe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you have any questions for him, send them our way. Hashtag PadresSH. There's also the live chat happening, as always, at Padres.com slash social hour. And if that's not enough, I also caught up earlier today. He came over after he took some swings. With Luis Perdomo and the Padres interpreter, uh, David Longley, he came by to talk about what was, I mean, the best start of his big league career yesterday, which was fantastic. So we're not going to talk too much about Luis because we broke
2: it down with him, but very quickly, best you've seen him. This year yesterday oh he was outstanding yeah. no question about it what was interesting Chris is early on in the game he couldn't get to that outside corner against the right handers and so he was making a lot of mistakes on the outside part of the plate it was coming back over but he got through it no problem and then starting around the third inning he started reaching out to that outside corner and after that it was all over because he was able to get to the fastball of the outside corner use the two seamer that's actually off the plate to catch at the corner and complement that with a slider and it was lights out
3: the thing is, is last time I was on the show uh, was with Randy Jones mm-hmm. and Perdomo was pitching that day, and, of course, I picked him in our contest against Blooper. Yeah. So that didn't go so well. Which is the kiss of death whenever you do that. But we did talk that day. Remember about the fact that he was due to give you one of those seven-inning lights-out games. It was going to happen somewhere. Yep. I'm glad it finally Finally did, did it, yeah, because
1: yeah. yeah. he has been the five innings go great, and then he gives up three in the sixth or something like that. But yesterday, right. the only run he gave up was – We talked about this yesterday, Bob, an unearned run that he sort of self-inflicted. But otherwise, he
2: was great. Yeah, and what's interesting is I think he's reaching a different phase now. So when he first started, he had no idea where the ball was going. He was just trying to throw it as hard as he could, (laughs) which worked in A ball, right? Okay, so now you've got got to start fine-tuning things, figured out how to throw the two-seam sinker, power, you know, the power sinker, he, he started using that and, and rode that for five or six games where guys are like, oh, all of a sudden this kid's throwing the, ni- the sinker 95, 96, and that worked. But now the rest of the league's like, okay, now we know where to look. We've got to look down. So it's back upon him to say, okay, I can't just throw the sinker now. Now I've got to be a little bit finer with it. And so we're watching his development, and, it, and it's kind of fun step by step by step. Uh, to, to see this. But kid continue I, to but get better.
3: I, but I agree as well as he's pitched this year that Andy Green should not just hand him over a starting spot next year. I I, I, I think no, he hasn't done hungry. enough to earn this in your eyes yet. No, I, for
1: next year. He's
3: earned certainly a very uh, an inside track. Nobody's. But earned a I wouldn't yet, give any. You? Well, that's what people are saying. It's like, hey, is he in the starting rotation next year? And Andy Green said, no, not yet. Yeah. And I like that. Because I think everybody's got to prove it every single time you go out
2: there. Absolutely, yeah. I don't and think anybody's going to be handed hungry. anything. Yeah, keep them hungry, keep them yeah. focused. Nothing's going to be handed over at this point. And we still don't know what's going to go on during the offseason in terms of other players that they might bring in uh, and, and what's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, you're you're as good as long as you're getting guys out at this point.
1: Is anything – I mean – assuming he continues on this trajectory he's been on. Can anything sidetrack him besides injury or external factors, or do you see this as sort of the progress that we can expect moving forward?
2: Well, I think if this was a team that had f- three or four other solid starters and was going for a playoff run or something next year, you could look at it and say, you know what, maybe they go and grab a veteran guy and they send him back down to get seasoned a little bit more. But at this point, there's nobody in the organization that's going to get in his way. It's just he's got to continue to to develop and, and continue to show the progress that he has. But I don't see anything else, uh, you know, Seriously it looks like him. he's going
3: to be part of this club moving forward. You would think. But, but yeah. I also need more seven innings, one-run games. I mean, right. we had one yesterday. I need to see a little more consistently – you know that'll give
2: you yeah he's you a, he's a work in progress but he's still a, in an organization'll where he get that word trajectory exactly. without question and
1: yeah. as you'll uh, hear and, and see later when we do go to that uh, interview he knows that too he knows he's still got a lot of work cut out for himself but he is very happy with what happened yesterday and sure. again he wasn't single a ball last year so just the fact that he survived this well is you know kudos to him so uh, congrats to Luis uh, another guy making a name for himself very quickly another rookie for the Padre's mm. Patrick Kivlihan, who came on our show yesterday and then ended up going back out and following that big first impression he made two nights ago with the home run with, you know, just another great uh, time on base. Uh, he ends up being on base four times. He's four for his first six in the bigs. He has himself two RBIs, a pair of walks. He scored four times. Is this guy going to win the MVP or just the rookie of the year or what? Because he has come and been an electric addition to this offense. Can you give out awards on six at bats.
3: <laughs> sure, everybody <laughs> that's else you, does, Chris. That's where you it cut it stop off, everybody right? else from jumping it's on fun, the bandwagon. It, it's really funny how excited everybody is. um But no, I mean, put him in the mix. Put him in the mix with the rest of this out the outfielders. I, I, I to me, spring training is going to be a lot of fun next year because you're going to have six, seven, eight guys that all can make a claim that they should get some playing time and be regulars in this outfield, and they're all young and hungry and. I think it bodes
2: well, and to put him in the put him on the list. Yeah, and, and let's keep this in perspective. Also, we just faced the worst pitching staff in all of Major League Baseball. Okay? So yes, I, that is t- worth mentioning, I'm I suppose. Not, I'm not trying to, to <laughs> you know, take the air out of the sail or anything mention. like that. No, but I'm just let's just be real here. You know, le- there's a lot of baseball left over the last month and a half, and it's tryout time. A lot of guys are going right. to get at bats. A lot of guys should get at bats in playing time because, I th- like you said, Chris, it's going to be interesting spring training. There's going mean, to be a lot of young guys. I who can
3: honestly sit here right now and, and, and for sure say that they know one, two, especially not three, but any of the Padres starting outfielders next year? I mean, is there anybody who's locked in? I'd say Travis Jankowski He's gotta for be me the is the closest. He's yeah, the closest, yeah. Absolutely. And then
1: you still have Margot and Renfro sitting a level below that haven't even gotten yeah, up here yet with gonna, all what these are other guys. Yeah, you going to do with Dickerson. Yeah, all these guys who were staking I mean, their claims uh, so far. It's, it's um, great. and yeah, by the way, the Cubs are bringing in Lester tonight, Arietta and then Hendricks. So that's a very uh, big learning curve different. from the Diamondbacks to what Kivlahan yeah. and Company will find uh, in these next 3 nights. Uh, I uh, with the Cubs, this was once that and I hate to mention his name. It's kind of like Voldemort around here, but Kivlahan joined Anthony Rizzo as the only Padres ever to get on base six times in their first two games. So he's off to a great start. Now we'll see if he can continue. I hope it. that's where
2: the comparison ends because after that, I think Rizzo went 0 for his next 36 with uh, 27 <laughs> strikeouts maybe. It Rizzo, went, Rizzo went 0
3: until he got to Chicago. <laughs> pretty yeah, much, pretty sure that's, that's how Padres
2: was. fans
1: remember yeah, that's it, for sure. It was, yeah. um, all right, we're going to step aside and have uh, Nick Hanifa on next, but first... Uh, Bob, you were here when this came in. It's Monday. Time for our Tweet of the Week. Oh, yeah. Remember which one this is going to be? Absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, Steve Knott who tweets in. This was after we had evidently one of the best segments a of the. A great all time. start to the show. because yeah, our first <laughs> segment when Bob was on a couple days ago. And, Steve, I forget what it even it was. But he said, good segment. I agree totally with all you have said so far. So everything we said, you know, he was on board That's with. a good way to get Tweet of the Week. Oh, oh, yeah. We were basically
2: talking about, Christos so you know, <laughs> were the donuts that I brought in. So, I mean, how can you screw that up, right? I think we were just talking about chocolate versus glazed. And and there's a lot you know, of good A chat. lot of deep yeah. conversation. And Steve was I don't on remember board getting,
3: getting any tweets when I brought guacamole in. So really? That's, no. So that's don't be good. afraid to bring it in again, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. what you have to do is just <laughs> bring it in so that the folks can actually have a second right. chance right. to, to let I'll you know how much love they have
1: for you. I Also, he tweeted at me this morning, but I see him now. Joe Costanzo here in person. Wanted to give him a shout-out. Came all the way from Vegas. Joe, good to see you, Padres man. social Thanks out for coming out. all the time. And he's here Woo! in person among a bunch of other That's folks. That's nice. nice. Uh, so wanted to give Joe uh, a shout-out for coming out here. All right, Nick Canepa on the way. But we want you to be on the way to Petco Park to help join the Padres in celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Pacific Coast League and the legendary Ted Williams on Wednesday, September 7th. That's when the Padres take on the Red Sox, purchase a special theme game ticket package, and receive a limited edition PCL throwback jersey presented by Fanatics. Tickets available at Padres.com slash theme games. Get your report cards ready. Nick Canepa has his. We're back with his weekly grades right after this.
0: Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour.
1: Welcome back to Padre Social Hour, getting you set for game one of three. Padres and Cubs, Edwin Jackson, former Cub, current Padre against John Lester, who is pitching in this. It'll be his 30th Major League Ballpark of the current ones. He completes the cycle. And joining us now, getting us set for that game later, but looking back as we do every week, Nick Canepa. What's up, Nicky? How are Good you?
4: Much. How are you guys doing today? We <laughs> are great. Day. Got you m- a w- hot seat. Can I get an F-plus for anything today? The Just first one on. right off the shoot. Just, just for his existence, just for just living? For offense gets an F-plus this week.
3: Of oh, offense gets yeah, so, uh, yeah. so yeah. every Because you love giving that grade because I, that, because like, isn't a grade that really exists. I, I'm a
4: good guy, and I, you know, <laughs> I don't. It's <laughs> a little sweetener. The plus You're is a little a sweetener guy. for the tough medicine. I Norv mean, uh,
3: Turner the, the thought that was his middle name after a, a few years. You know what I love about you. this
4: time of year is when these guys <laughs> come up, and nobody knows if any of these guys are going to be any good. Sure. But they start playing against these teams that are out of it, and nobody cares. And they bat yeah. 500. That's true. And then they say, "Well, wait till next year with this guy." Then they don't even get out of. Then they don't even get out of spring training. I mean, it's really hard to judge people in August and September when you're out of the race. Well, really we'll is. see
1: against the Cubs team that has the best record in the right. bigs how these guys stack up the next but two I nights. But I still think it's
3: a fair point that Nick makes because the Padres are playing with, with house money right now. All these guys are playing with no pressure. I mean of course they're trying to make an impact, but there's the games don't mean that much. I like to see how guys perform when it matters to their team. With the microscope I mean on. I thought
4: their lineups against Tampa were staggering. I I, I, I I just maybe the worst lineups I've ever seen out of Padres. And they did not uh, perfo- perform commensurately to that statement, uh, obviously. Let's get to the grades, really Nick. Good. So
1: every week you come on a Monday, and this is for the previous week of games, right. week only. You give grades in four categories, offense, defense, pitching, and the coaching. You've already uh, given away your offensive grade, which no, was, was not good. It wasn't good. But F-plus, again, in case anyone missed it. Now, I get it against Tampa Bay because that offense there was just nonexistent. Right. But they didn't bounce back enough against Arizona God to they even get the a they D or a C out of you? They got the plus. No, they got a plus. That's <laughs> all that it gets out of you It's just the plus. You can't
4: knock <laughs> the pluses. You can't knock the pluses. Pluses are huge. When pluses they're next to good.
1: an F, you can knock them a little bit. Uh, but so, so not enough. That's all I got not out enough. of
4: you. I mean, they batted 191 last week. Or, come on. No. Uh, Chris, you see, in, you see, in,
1: he struggled. He, we thought after that slump that he was showing some signs of life again, but now he's, he's wow. struggling I'm telling again, you. Yeah. The worst Don't thing tell me home run, run derby. Home run Don't derby. tell me home run derby. I only brought it up. He so was in he it would for three. That. He was in it for three minutes. That's all it lasted. It wasn't okay. there for well, an hour. But
3: his slump has lasted for four two minutes, months. I should say. Well, I'm not going to take home six. run
1: derby as any reason for it. Um, all right. So the offense an F plus. How about the the
4: defense? I'm assuming that will not be that defense, high of a grade. Defense either. no plus an F. <laughs> <a> flat F. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible defense, and until they shore up this infield defense, no, of course, now you got. Pitchers like Scanlon who can't throw the ball back to throw the ball a second. Bob's not
3: even on set to defend himself right now. Scanlon has been telling us all day defending Clayton Richard and how tough those throws were. And with all due respect, I pitched. Those aren't that tough of throws. I mean, get yourself, get some balance on the mound. Understand that there's a little a little downhill there, and make your throw and put it on. I
4: tell you, if they don't, I don't care what they do. If they bring up the entire. Continent of South America. If they don't shore up that defense, they aren't beating anybody.
1: They're trying a lot of pieces, and uh, Sardina's getting called up today. They're they're mixing and matching. No, they are.
4: They're trying. They'll see what they can do. All right. So the defense in there Especially from in this ballpark. Yeah. Uh, yeah how absolutely. about the they're
1: tight games. How about the pitching?
4: Pitching. I got a D as in dog. <sighs> For you, that's like a B plus. And that was how that tough was you grade. So tough. That was kind of a you know that that's For a good pitch grade. Yeah. Pitch well. They played seven games. Oh. <laughs> you're looking at the other <laughs> six?
3: Oh, I thought you were just maybe They didn't get an F. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: been it's I mean better than the week before. Right. I mean ERA of five and a half. I mean Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, I can't argue I that mean,
3: there I with come on.
4: too much. <laughs> uh, the coaching though. Good
3: grade for them this week. You I gave saw them. this grade ahead of time and I'm ready to go.
4: Go uh, ahead, Nick. I, I I you gotta you gotta look at what's happening. I think it's an A. An A. Giving for the coaching. Him an
3: a and I gotta I gotta and hear the uh, reason. You
4: gotta well because we right now we have a manager who's like a mad scientist. He's just experimenting every night. Uh, and like I say, what they did in Tampa, I don't, I don't
3: know how they could have possibly
4: beaten anybody. Uh, it's just a very hard. I think managing right now is a very, very difficult thing.
3: Well, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, I mean, your record is still your record, is it well, not?
4: But what what position? I mean, you're giving Andy Green playing. <laughs> what position did Andy well, Green? Know, actually, he might put himself out there one of these days. Well, so you'd be you'd be tougher on them, Chris, this I, week than an tougher. A. It's not tougher.
3: I like the job overall that Andy Green's done. I, I just find, when I'm sitting there languishing in fourth place and I'm trying to stay out of the cellar, I just find it hard to give my coaching staff an A at um, any point. I, I, I
4: just I, can't. I just, just cannot blame the coaching staff on this. And Andy Green, I guarantee you, could throw the ball to second base.
3: Maybe we'll see by the end of September. I'm, not, I'm, not um, s- I'm agreeing with you on that. All right. I'm not, thank I'm not you, Nick. Hey, Nick, that.
1: real quick, we talked about this. Uh, I figured it was, it was yesterday already or the day before. Uh, your San Diego Sports Mount Rushmore. Who are your four guys? Give it to oh, us real man. quick. Oh, man.
4: Are we just talking about athletes here?
1: It could be anybody.
4: Wow, that's really hard. I, I watched the show yesterday. I, I disagreed with Quite a bit of three of, of them. It. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken made it, didn't it? I love the Sch- I love yeah. the chicken. Scanlan put the chicken on there. I wish the chicken were here full time. I, I I don't know. I put Coryell on there. I put Steve Fisher on there. I put Tony Gwynn on there. And I I got him. No, I got to put Ted Williams above Junior. But Ted then Williams. we were talking about people who were born in San Diego and didn't. Right. You know, yeah, we don't have time for all yeah, that. I know, but that's, right. a, but that's what I do just off the top just of my top head. Of that, it's right. a tough one. It is. There's that's a lot. I, want, I mean, Bill Walton may be the greatest college player ever. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's it's pretty hard. I'll tell you what's Maybe. the
3: saddest thing about that question, though. What's that? Is that there's really not more than. Seven or eight real candidates. No,
1: there, there were more. We had well, remember right? when that came in. Yeah, we had. We got the double digits for people honestly. There.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like guys that really belong in the conversation. We'll do in the offseason. We'll do a Rushmore? whole show just on well, that. I we can I, really I, break I, it okay. down.
4: I mean, Lance Allworth belongs in the conversation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there you, go.
3: you know, All right. Willie O'Ree. All right. We've got we oh. to cut it off. <laughs> I said, I said real quick,
1: guys. I said real quick. Thank you, I Nick. Love that. I need to do a hockey reference <laughs> Thank for you. Thank you, Nick, for your grades this week, as always, and for being on the Cholula Hot Seat, uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. When we come back, we will have that interview with Luis Perdomo from earlier today. So don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour.
0: From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour.
1: Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. And joining us now, the man who had, I think, his best start yet as a big leaguer in this what's been a meteoric rise of a season for him, Luis Perdomo. And joining us is the San Diego Padres interpreter, David Longley. Uh, Luis, how's it going? Welcome to Social Hour. Good.
5: Yeah.
6: I mean, everything's good, happy to be here, and
5: working ca- hard.
6: And you came, like I said yesterday, the,
1: probably the best start I think, I think you've had, seven innings, uh, the one run which was unearned, the one error you made at the end, but otherwise you were dominant, no walks, five strikeouts, everything looked good, was that the start that you were most proud of so far this year?
5: Bueno, dice que la fortuna, la salida de ayer fue la mejor, en su opinión. te innings en blanco, o sea, una carrera, pero sucia. No va a ser por bola, así que si eso fue la mejor salida, en tu opinión, de este año.
6: Sí, sí, en mi opinión, en este año fue la mejor salida, tú sabes. Ya que me mantuve siempre atacando a los bateadores y siempre tuve control de mi picheo.
5: Yeah, no, I, I definitely think it was the best end of the year. I, I felt like I was attacking all the hitters, staying, staying on top of them, and, and working hard with my pitches and executing.
1: Now be honest with me, Luis. Because you came in. Obviously, this is your first big league season. You came from pitching in single A, Rule Five guy. No one really had many expectations for you. What did you expect out of yourself this season? Did you think you'd have the success that you've had so far?
5: Bueno, pues, sé sincero. Siendo un pitcher that el año pasado estabas en clase A, siendo un tipo de regla cinco, que no habían tantas expectativas para, o sea, tu éxito este Qué, qué pensaste tú? Eh, fueron antes de, o sea, cuando tú empezaste este año?
6: Bueno, yo empecé Villanueva, me dio Rodney, ellos me ayudaron mucho también con ellos aprendí muchas cosas y gracias Yeah,
5: no, I mean I I came in really looking to learn and I, I I was fortunate enough to have the the guidance of Carlos Villanueva and Fernando Rodney. Those those two guys helped me a ton. Um, really helped me in terms of how I worked and you know, really happy to be here.
1: That actually leads us to a couple of our questions that have come in from the fans on hashtag PadresSH. The first one from Ed, uh, to what do you attribute Luis your rapid maturation? How much has it been Darren Balsley? How much has it been Fernando Rodney when he was here? Carlos Villanueva now that he is still here? Uh, who I guess has helped raise you as a, as a major leaguer this quickly?
5: Bueno, vienen unas preguntas de de fanático, ¿no? Y una de ellas es básicamente quién te ha ayudado, o sea, en, en tu maduración? Eh, hablando de Darren Bowlesley, Carlos Villanueva, Fernando Rodney, esas personas, ¿si tú puedes comentar, contarnos un poco de, de, de cómo han influido tu, tu progreso?
6: Bueno, yo he en esta, ahora mismo yo he sido mi mentor aquí porque ellos me han ayudado mucho y siempre están conmigo, me dan muchos consejos y me hablan para que se me vaya aprendiendo cada día y tú sabes, para que yo pueda hacer mi trabajo.
5: Yeah, I mean, all three of those guys, they're just always in my ear, always giving me advice. So they, they've had a big impact, um, always always giving me, ad, again, advice, telling me things to work on day-to-day, day-in, day-out, just little things. So they've, they've all had a very big impact on what I've done.
1: So now this question from Juan Largo, which has come in, uh, obviously you've mentioned already what Fernando and Carlos have done for you. He wants to know, is, are they s- is someone still in that role of mentor, or do you feel settled now that you can kind of call yourself a big leaguer and feel comfortable saying that?
5: Bueno, otra pregunta que tiene que ver con ese tema, eh, si hay alguien que, que todavía sigue como mentor, ¿no? O, o ya si te siente cómodo siendo un jugador de grande liga y no necesita, necesita eso tanto.
6: No, no, tú sabes, uno que esté aquí, uno tenga varios años, lo que sea, uno tiene que tener alguien, alguna persona que nos ayude. Porque tú sabes, uno, nunca, uno siempre tiene que estar enfocado trabajando cada día, tú sabes, Bosley me ha ayudado bastante, nueva también me yeah I mean I think I
5: think it's just a lot of people at this point you know people who have had some time here who have had some years in the big leagues there are a lot of people helping me again Darren Balsley has helped me a ton Carlos Nueva has helped me a ton and it's just a, a lot of my teammates who have been in my year um, because it's a big jump. It's a big jump from Class A to the big league. So it, the help has come from a lot of different places.
1: Now, you are still a rookie, though. So I gotta ask: Do they still give you a hard time? Or are you still carrying bags on the road? Any pranks like that? Any still rookie stuff you have to go
5: through? Bueno, pues, como quieras tú, sí, como novato, no. Así que si la gente siguen relajando contigo, si tú tienes que traer o, o llevar los bultos, esas cosas cuando estamos de viaje, o okay, como cómo es ser novato.
6: Bueno, tú sabes yo como aunque ellos me un mandado lo que sea yo lo hago sin yeah I mean
5: th- that, that happens but I enjoy it at the end of the day you know no matter what if they send me to do something I have fun with it and I enjoy it so it's it's good
1: I'm sure though if you keep pitching better and better as the year goes on you get less of that to worry about too so that's the uh, performance helps I'm sure right
5: así <laughs> que lo mejor que tú tú piches, lo menos que hagan eso. Así que si tú sigues jugando bien, no te van a hacer eso.
6: No, no, y tú sabes, eso a mí no me molesta, aunque ellos me, me manden a lo que sea y haga lo que sea, me evitan, eso a mí no me molesta. A mí yo lo que me siento contento por estar aquí.
5: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me regardless, you know. Even if they're sending me again to do random things, it doesn't bother me. I'm just, I'm happy to be here.
1: I do got to ask you, what's been your favorite part? Because a lot of guys, as you go up the minor leagues, the stadiums get nicer and the travel gets better and the cities get more fun. You went from single A all the way up (laughs) to the big leagues. What's been the most fun thing? What have you enjoyed the most now that you're at this level so quickly?
5: Bueno, pues, ¿cuál ha sido la cosa más divertida en tu opinión? Porque dice... Eso es el start de nuevo, tú vas viajando a ciudades mejores, Eh, estadios mejores, eh, comida, lo que sea. Todas las cosas de nivel de grande liga son distintas, son mejores. Eh, Así que, ¿cuál ha sido la cosa más divertida en tu opinión?
6: Bueno, la cosa más divertida que en mi opinión es, tú sabes, es llegar aquí a San Diego. San Diego, tú sabes, es una ciudad muy bonita, el estadio súper lindo también. Las personas son, los fanáticos son muy, apoyan mucho aquí el deporte.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'd have to go with San Diego being my, my favorite part. I think it's a beautiful city, uh, the stadium is awesome as well, and the fans are always out here supporting us, so I, I think San Diego is really what makes it.
1: That's a good answer, Luis. That's a pro answer <laughs> like you're a veteran already. Uh, last thing, obviously it's a big league workload. How's the arm feeling? How's the health for the rest of the season? What can we expect from you in terms of workload the rest of the year?
5: Bueno, pues también es eh, un trabajo de grande liga ¿no? También, así que cómo estás, abrazo y, y qué se puede esperar de Luis Perdomo para el resto del año.
6: Tú sabes, gracias a Dios, tú sabes me siento muy bien y estoy muy saludable, ¿sabes? Lo que tengo que seguir, seguir trabajando y manteniéndome cada putina que tenga en el terreno mejor de mí y aportar mi rento de arena.
5: Yeah, I mean. Thankfully, I'm feeling really good right now. My, my arm feels good, feel healthy, and I think the biggest thing is just to go out and work hard with every opportunity, every start I have going forward and, and, and continuing to improve.
1: All right, Luis Perdomo off his best start of the year, hopefully the first of many, many more to come. Thank you, Luis, and thank you, David, for joining mm-hmm. us. All right, that's Luis Perdomo here on the Padres Social Hour. Make sure that you join us for the final Padres Beer Fest of the season presented by Southwest Airlines. Be at Petco Park for happy hour starting at 5 p.m. for live music and $5 beers from some of San Diego's best breweries. That's Friday, September 9th, and then you can stay for the action as the Padres face the Rockies at 740. Get your tickets at Padres.com party. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this
0: we're talking Padres all season long this is Padres Social Hour coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store
1: welcome back to Padres Social Hour getting you set for that 7-10 first pitch between the Padres and the Cubs our thanks again to Nick Canepa and to Luis Perdomo. And now we keep the awesome guest carousel going. Peter Seidler is here, managing partner of the Padres. Welcome back, Peter. How are you doing? Hey, thank it's you. Give a round of applause. That's always nice. Yes. <laughs>
7: thank you for weaving in the word awesome. I don't get that very often.
1: That's what you are to us. Now, it's always a pleasure having you here and talking uh, anything and everything Padres universe. Well, since last time we had you on, there's been a lot that's gone on. Had an all-star game here, for one. Had uh, the international signing period kicked off, a bunch of trades. I mean, a whole lot of stuff. What's, what's the last month been like for you? Well, um, a couple things.
7: It's, it's amazing because I come on your show b- about once a month. Sure. And it's amazing how much in the world of baseball and in the world of the Padres changes from month to month. Yep. Um, and I look at the change as steps of progress. But we had a great all-star uh, period of time after, you know, a ton of preparation um, by so many people in the Padre organization as well as in the city, uh, the, the, the mayor's office, the police department, all of our executives headed by Ron Fowler and Mike D. Just um, did extraordinary work to organize it in a way that we felt great. But still before the five days of the, uh, the All-Star festivity started, I just was worried that something unexpected would happen. You know, Mike <laughs> Stanton would take the wrong turn on the way to the Home Run Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows yet. Yeah. And fortunately, it just came off great. It was exciting, and um, in, in the back of our minds, we are already thinking, hey, when can we do this again? Because it was a great celebration of baseball and a celebration of San Diego. And... Um, Uh, here we are. You know, we won three out of four over the weekend and uh, uh, right outside our window here is is the left field uh, seats, the left field outfield seats and there's tons of uh, Padre fans out there as well as uh, uh, a healthy dose of Cub fans. There is a a (laughs) sizable contingent and a loud (laughs) contingent as well. But they're all out there trying to catch home runs and batting practice and I will remind the Cub fans that in Chicago, not too long ago, we took two out of three in that series, yep. and <laughs> including a double. Uh, let's do sweet. it. Let's do yeah. it again right here. That yeah.
2: sounds good. Peter, collective sigh of relief after the All Star Game. I mean, like you said, everybody in the organization did so much to get it done, and it came off so incredibly well. Do you, do you get a moment to sort of rest and, and enjoy the glow? Probably
7: afterwards? more so in the off season and okay. as time goes on. I think people will really look back at this All Star Game and the festivities as really. You know, again, being just a great celebration of San Diego and baseball. And, you know, we had Will Myers out there doing his thing. Um, But things move so fast. You know, the All-Star game is over and a quick exhale, and then we're ready for the second half of the season. And as uh, the world of baseball now knows, we've been very busy the past uh, (laughs) couple of months with – U.S. amateur drafting and signing uh, a whole lot of uh, signing of high ceiling international prospects. And we've been uh, wheeling and dealing in the trade market as well.
1: Let's talk about that, because obviously a big part of that was uh, financial flexibility, especially international spending. I mean, uh, north of $65 million now allotted to that. How important, obviously, A.J. Preller has given countless interviews talking about how important it was to have that financial backing from ownership At what point did you guys really buy into this being part of AJ's plan and essentially signing off on what has been an unprecedented summer in personnel moves for the franchise?
7: Well, um, AJ's been here for two years now, and and I think one one little um, but significant part of what AJ's done for our organization that does not get talked about is on day one when he started here, he started building the foundation of management so that when the time came and we had a lot of really high ceiling players in our system that we would have the coaches and the player development professionals and the best possible scouts that we could have. And I think um, probably uh, the first year of AJ's regime was more about building the foundation of the teachers. And, you know, to use that analogy, I think now we have the students, you know, we have all, all of these um, really talented baseball players from around the world, Taiwan and Mexico and Cuba and Dominican Republic, Venezuela, USA, you name it. And we're gonna do our best as an organization to teach them to be great baseball players and also to teach them to be solid contributing citizens um, whether they're in San Diego or in San Antonio or in, or in El Paso or any of our minor league cities. But as much effort goes into developing the person, really, as, as the baseball player, because we find a lot of kids. We have a lot of 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds that, in the best of circumstances, are years away from playing at Petco. Um, we also have a lot of, you know, 20 to 23-year-olds that are starting to really knock on the door and um, we, we've seen a lot of our rookies, you know, it's, it's starting now. You know, we have um, exciting rookies that, um, that people are talking about. And, and the way that, um, so a long-winded way maybe uh, <laughs> to answer your question, but the planning started two years ago. And I think the targeting uh, on July of 2016 just accelerated over the past couple of years. And the timing was right. It, it, was, it was a year in which a lot of the um, big spending uh, franchises as as it relates to international amateur talent were out of the market this year. And it was also the year in which, you know, the key to uh, Cuba baseball players was unlocked and these players were allowed to come and and, uh, play in our system. So I think we timed it right. And now, you know, the hard work begins to really Coach these young uh, human beings to, to be as great as they can be.
2: You know, there's always the variable too <coughs> when it comes to trades because you can anticipate a little bit who might be in the draft and, and even some of the international signings. But when it comes to trades, you have no idea what the value of your guys are going to be or what's available out there. Yeah. Uh, AJ was pretty dynamic in, in moving some of those big contracts and bringing some talent back. Well, it's it's
7: um, the, the 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 trade market uh, between clubs is is always fluid because. You know, we can have our interests in this player or that player, but it never ceases to be a surprise, you know, the incoming call that will ask for whoever, maybe somebody that we did not expect to be as, um, as hot a trade candidate, uh, but all it takes is one team, and, you know, that it flows both ways. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're, we're headed to a point where we're going to have a stable, homegrown roster of Padres, um, but th- there's always going to be trades from time to time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's your assessment now, Peter? Because obviously you mentioned it's the beginning <clears> of <throat> the waves now are coming up, uh, but there is still a lot to be done waiting on these 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds for a few more years. The assessment of the on-field product right now, obviously coming off a great weekend, but you look at the, uh, the series in Tampa, for example, still some struggles. What's your assessment of what you're seeing when you watch this team on the field as currently constituted?
7: I, I love the aggressiveness and the passion and the smiles <laughs> um, that, that we're seeing on our players right now. I think that's what, um, as an organization, we have heard from our fans. You know, sh- show me some gritty guys that love to play baseball. Um, My my friend, uh, Ron Fowler, has kind of uh, coined the word dirtbaggers. Yeah, he's used that a couple times (laughs) I've seen and read and heard. Um, I could not embrace that word anymore. You know, we we love to see our guys with their uniforms dirty, you know, sliding head first, diving in the outfield for a ball, you name it. Uh, You know, know, every day, tonight as an example, there's one baseball game that we're going to play. All we can do is one game. And Andy Green and his coaches will have our players ready um, to compete against the best team in baseball tonight and tomorrow and Wednesday afternoon. And um, you know, even little things. You know, we um, we play um, we play the Cubs, and we're going to see their three best pitchers. We want their best. You know, we want our um, young players to see what it takes to compete at the very highest level. And, uh, we again, we beat them two out of three in Chicago. There's no reason why we can't. You know, let's win tonight and, and <laughs> take it
2: one game at a time. It's a right. good start. I like when it. When you think of the dirtbaggers, I think of Jankowski. His uniform is dirty within the first inning or two normally, isn't it? Right. I mean oh, he yeah. He's so fun to watch. <laughs> hey, you know, Peter, we talked a few months ago about the importance of this period in terms of the draft, the international draft. Uh, the trades and everything—it was really going to set the foundation for the future. A lot of it has passed. There's still more work to be done. But as you sit here now, is it turning out sort of how you expected in terms of the, the amount of talent that you've been able to bring in?
7: It's—it's it's turned out how we hoped. Okay. Um, you, you just don't know. Um, and remember, the international signing period is um, roughly eleven and a half months. I think you know the, the the window opened on July 1st or 2nd, and it goes until June—I uh, think 15th of next year. And we hope to find some more um, players. Now, probably most of the best players, as it relates to international kids, have been signed by Mm -hmm. one club or another. But there's still some out there. And, um, you know, we still turn over every rock to find the one that that maybe, you know, was playing soccer but also played baseball and people missed or who knows what. Um, So Um. (coughs) it has has worked out as we had hoped. But... um, and, and we're very, you know, pleased with that because we weren't certain about anything un- until um, until last month. And now we ha- we've inked a lot of players. We're al- already training them. And and one thing I think that you can look look uh, for an announcement soon. Uh, the first and second week of October, and I think the date might be um, October seventh or so. But we're going to bring all of our or virtually all of our top prospects here. I'm guessing like 35 of our top 40 prospects of all ages and have three or four days of exhibition games uh, where our fans can come out and see the future Padres. Um, and it, it'll be really special. I mean, uh, from, from what I hear, because I haven't seen any of the, these uh, uh, kids yet myself, uh, but from what I hear, they're, you know, phenomenally gifted very very young i mean i see their pictures and you know they look like high school kids <laughs> from from around here right um, but they have a special talent and we're going to do the best we can to pull it out of them and uh, i think a lot of our fans are going to come out and want to see these guys and it'll be in early october that's pretty exciting that's going to be awesome I mean, yeah, yeah we've never like done that before and it, it's yeah. a it's a preller you know brainstorm and part of aj's structure of you know and for the for the prospects they get a chance to s- see and feel what it's like yeah. to be in Petco
1: Park. Yeah, you know, Hopefully we will be home yeah, for yeah. many years to come. Exactly. Well, Peter Seiler, thank you very much. Mm. I'm sure we'll talk to you again before that, and looking forward to that as well. So much appreciated your time as always. Yeah, Mike, thank you, Bob. Thanks, always Peter, great, great to see to you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, you yeah. Alright, that's Alright. Peter Seiler, managing Thanks. partner from yeah. San Diego Padres. Also at Petco Park, the four. Back by popular demand is Star Wars Day on Thursday, September 8th when the Padres take on the Rockies. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a Jedi Andy Green bobblehead. The Force is strong in Andy too. Tickets available exclusively at Padres.com slash theme games. We're back with a look at tonight's lineup for Game 1 against the Cubs. This is Padres Social Hour.
0: You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park.
1: All right, less than an hour away from first pitch, Padres and Cubs. Our thanks again. Man, we got the starting battery
3: back. So many guests today. I know, it's been busy. I feel feel better about the Padres' future whenever he's on the show, though. He has that... That, that magnetism and, and well, not only that
2: but what he's saying makes sense it's the right way to do that's it that's the thing he's a bright guy and he's very pragmatic about everything and when you start he's good at explaining what's going on and it's not just the smoke screen it's yeah. like you know there's a reason we're doing what we're doing and he's able to explain what, what he was talking about with aj in terms of you know developing the, the the coaches and get those guys in place so that when you bring in the talent they can do what you need them to do. That's yeah, a, that's having a plan, yeah. but then also explaining it, yeah. and he's great at both.
1: All right, time now for tonight's lineup, presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Leading off, it is that uh, prototypical uh, dirtbagger, as he was saying, Travis Love Jankowski, it. out in center field. Alexei Ramirez playing shortstop with that second, with Will Myers trying to snap out of that slump batting third at first base. Alex Dickerson cleans up in left. Christian Bethancourt does the catching, with Patrick Kivlihan playing in right and batting sixth. He's then Adam Rosales at third base, bat seventh. Luis Sardinas, who was just called up today, plays second and bats eighth with Edwin Jackson pitching. Jabari Blash, by the way, going on the DL <laughs> with a finger strain to make room for Sardinas on the roster. Takes us out our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. Now yesterday... It's on you, Chris. I told Bob in the press box, Jankowski hit that home run. That was your pick. I said, hey, looking good. Kivlahan, though, came back and had himself a two-for-two two day with three runs yep. scored. They always no. win against you. But I still give it a point oh, to yes, the you know, I had to go in there for a I second. It was done. That's on because one. I've been
3: complaining <laughs> about it bitterly. <laughs> no, oh, Jankowski's home
1: run was the game decider. It had a day. It was nothing-nothing. Jankowski made it 2 nothing, and the Padres It was, nothing, nothing. It was, it was one, his runs and actually one. won the game. Exactly. Thank so you So very that was much. my choice. I had to go in there for a second. So we're still down by like 35. It's still a 17-point deficit. But Chris, you get the
3: first pick today, so you get to trim it. Dickerson owns the Cubs. Right? You yeah, yeah, had that land land yeah. in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. 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 All right, I'll All right. go Dickerson. Okay. Go with Dickerson.
1: Okay. Oh, Well-rested well Will Myers. There you go. Try you to you today, trying to stay off. He's going Trying to thaw it out. All right, so it's Dickerson versus Myers in our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on this Monday evening edition of Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere.
0: Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour.
1: Tomorrow we're back again at 5:30. Bill Center and Jesse Agler. We finally give Bob Scanlon a day off oh, after three straight appearances. I
2: don't need a day. I'm ready to go. Coach. No, put no, me you, need,
1: you need a day okay. off. To,
3: you need a day off to shave. It's, oh, no, he's keep, it's
1: winning now. now. It's, it's winning. It's it brought home you. a series
2: <laughs> win, did it not? <laughs> right. hey, we have
1: around. to. I mean, whenever the Padres play the Cubs, we got to get a little a little Cub busting in, right? So East Coast right. time. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. I'm sure we get a chance to put this up. We love it.
3: I can't believe how long ago that was. But I do. 22 I, years. Yeah. Or 32 no, years. 32. Sorry. 32. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can inside. still remember that weekend like it was just yesterday. Yeah. I mean, just, just one of the greatest. That's the greatest moment in Padre history was that weekend. Sorry, Cubs. Lee
2: Arthur Smith coming in, giving up the goods.
3: Well, just everything yeah, that happened. Sutcliffe had the lead. Yeah. The, the ball yeah. went through the legs of Durham. Tony Gwynn hit the hot shot <laughs> that got past Sandberg. Uh, Garvey had the night. On Dark. Saturday night, with five hits and including Chris the game-winning home run, as Chris
1: has already prophesized, there's more heartbreak for the Cubs. That's right. And we saw the Ball we saw the, the heartbreak firsthand in 1984,
3: and we've been seeing <laughs> it ever since. <laughs>
1: Chris, thanks for swinging by. Bob, thanks for your great work these last three days. It's been See fun, Mike. Again. always good sure. talking yeah, to my always friend. Always mine. Thank you, Blooper, for being on the controls. You did a great job today, too, Mike. Dang, that's really really good the First job. time he said that all year. Wow. Thank you you very August much, 22nd, Blooper. he finally says something <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks to you for watching, Padre Coach Flower. See ya.